Uh-oh, Jane said. TJ's camera lens still trained on the now-open front door. The two EMTs emerged, not running. That's not good. The EMT carrying the defibrillator shouldered his way out, followed by the stocky one lugging the medical bag. Jane couldn't read their faces, both squinting in the glare, the heat radiating from the hot sidewalk and crushed gravel driveway. The ambulance siren was off, but the red light on the hood swirled silently through the sunshine. The ambulance, rear double doors flapped open, poised for a fast getaway to Mass General. But the two EMTs stopped, put their bags down, stood on the porch. Whatever happened, it's over, Jane said. Come on, Teach, let's get closer. Sorry this is taking so long, your shoulder must be killing you. But look, the guy's radioing now. Can you hear what he's saying? Jane followed behind TJ, straining to grasp the EMT's words as he transmitted over the sputtering two-way radio. The bank guy, if that's who he was, stayed in his Lexus. The splintered bed frame, two chairs, and a couple of fringed pillows baked on the parched front lawn. Copy unit, Bravo. The dispatcher's voice on the other end squawked through the static. We'll notify, stand by. We'll inform when you're clear to transport. Transport? Jane whispered. She'd edged in so close, she could now hear the hum of TJ's camera, hear her own voice buzzing through his earpiece. Transport who? You gonna answer that? DeLuca's radio was squawking, but Jake couldn't take his eyes off Thorley. Watching him through the interrogation room glass, knowing the guy couldn't see him and DeLuca in the hallway. Thorley didn't know they'd heard what he'd told Detective Bing Sherry. Didn't know they'd be taking over the case. There'd been silence for the past few minutes, Thorley staring at his fingernails while Bing scribbled on a yellow pad, probably a confession he hoped Thorley would sign. Now what? Jake pointed to Dee's radio. DeLuca's two-way beeped again from its leather pouch. Dispatch calling. We shall see. DeLuca keyed the mic. DeLuca? Jake, cell phone to his ear, was still waiting for Dr. Nathaniel Frasca. After blowing open the Memphis copycat sniper case, Frasca had been called to D.C. to be a big-time consultant for the feds. He'd have to rib supposedly retired Frasca about that when they finally connected. Plus, Frasca still owed Jake a beer from the Stockbridge Street murder. The young woman the state troopers had browbeaten into a false confession was now back home with her family. The real bad guy, thanks to Jake and the veteran Frasca, was in the slammer for a good long stretch. DeLuca's two-way radio buzzed static again. Detective DeLuca, do you copy? Dispatch's voice came through. What's your location? This is DeLuca, like I said. Detective Brogan and I are downtown, two floors above where you are. Jake rolled his eyes. DeLuca was always a trip on the radio. Yes, ma'am, Jake said into his cell. Yes, I'll continue to hold. Yes, broken, B-R-O-G-A-N, in Boston. Dr. Frasca actually knows who. Copy that, Detective DeLuca, dispatch said. Stand by for instructions. Standing by to stand by, as always. DeLuca clicked off his two-way, pointed it at the one-way glass. Jake, check it out. We have company. The back door to the interrogation room had opened. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Peter Hardesty closed the interrogation room door behind him, plunked his leather briefcase on the metal table, held out a hand. He'd already heard the cops were calling this guy the confessor. Confessor or not, Gordon Thorley was innocent till proven guilty. 
and like so many others Peter had represented, profoundly in need of counsel. In this place, alone with a detective, a legal minefield. Gordon Thorley? Who are you? Thorley twisted in his folding chair, scooted it as far from Peter as the cinder block wall would let him, metal scraping against concrete. Thorley's sallow skin stretched over sharp cheekbones, weary eyes too big. Peter could almost hear the guy's brain shift gears. Surprise, then fear, then calculation. Thorley flickered a hard look at Peter, jerking a yellowed thumb in his direction. I spoke to the detective. He a cop too? Holy shit, how'd you get in here, Hardesty? Who called you? Mr. Thorley here hasn't asked for a lawyer. Peter recognized the plainclothes detective in the weary brown suit and ugly tie.